was, you'd be sacred, tubby little ginger cunt. <laughs> oh, I, I think I'm going to start doing that. Like, whatever, whatever TV show I've been watching recently, pick my favourite line from it. That was from Ricky Gervais' Afterlife, which, if you've not watched that on Netflix yet, you're very alone, because I've seen everyone watching that, including uh, Tommy Lee from Motley Crue, which was the most unusual tweet I think I've seen in a while. Tommy Lee tweeting Ricky Gervais to say, nice show, mate. Which <laughs> is fucking weird. Um, you know what else is weird? This podcast. I'm JB. Hello. Welcome to my podcast, The Undead Comic Cast, which is the award-winning number one tribute act in the world to Comic Crypt. Yes, that's right. You heard it here first, folks. Um... That's especially a big shout out to my guys at uh, Nerdcut Underground, who Jay's really been ripping into me and uh, Chris of Chris's Comics. Um, and I've, I, I mean, I've, I've been very open about this, but he's like, oh, the copying Comic Crypt. I've always said I'm copying Comic Crypt. Comic, I did this because Comic Crypt ended and I lost Chris on this fucking. Um, by the way, this is talknerdy.uk, guys. This is all comic... Uh, comic fuck me. Undead Comic Cast is part of talknerdy.uk, as is Master of Movies. Um, but Chris was part of talknerdy.uk and left. And then, as he left, so did a comic... Uh, under uh, Fucking Comic Crypt just split up. So I had nothing to listen to, comics-wise. I didn't even know if Chris was still doing his own thing, really. Um... So I did this for one, the channel, and two, to homage the uh, the boys across the pond, Field Mouse and Rev J. Leal, who... Ooh, that went a bit loud there, sorry. Who have a new podcast called uh, Nerd Cult Underground, where they're not pigeonholed by comics. They just talk about whatever the fuck they want, including some amazing predictions that they made for uh, Captain Marvel. So well done, Field Mouse, on that. Um, but this, going back to the, the main show... This number one tribute act in the world to uh, Comic Crypt, the Undead Comic Cast. We just talk about comics. Uh, and the first thing I do is, if there's been any, I talk about some comic news. And there has been a little bit of comic news to, to touch on. So, ugh, that noises me, by the way. I'm, I am living my most punk rock life right now by... I, I can't even take a picture of how I'm recording this because... Eve would kill me if people knew this is how I was kind of living. We're in the middle of decorating, which isn't a very punk rock thing to do. But your house always looks pretty fucking punk rock and messy, like the Motley Crue's house whilst you're decorating. So you've got to just adapt. Uh, there's no roaches or anything, but it's just a case of just like moving stuff around and kind of making your own desk. And I mean, I'm not going to lie, this microphone, it's hooked up to the bed. I've literally got it tied onto the bed and everything, so I'm just making best of what I've got. Anyway, the news. That isn't the news. The news is um, Batman is turning 80 years old. In a, it's a, I mean, we just had the Hellboy birthday. He was 25, but Hellboy is just that, just a boy. Batman is a man. And with that, he's turning 80 years old, I believe, in the next few days. It might be even when I put this out. So, happy birthday, Batman, and go and treat yourself to some Batman goodies somewhere, um, which do include, I think, Detective Comics 1000 will be coming out this week as well. Um, in other news as well, it's um, Marvel are doing this new thing called... Well, I've got it written down right here. He says... It's called Marvel Life Story. Our Marvel Life Story is... Here we go. So, they're doing Marvel Life Story, which is a limited series event... Um, by Chip Zdarsky and Mark Bagley. And what they're doing is they're doing it. So what if all these heroes came about when they were actually, you know, they were come up with, but aged. So I, uh, from what I've heard, um, you know, Captain America, yeah, he fights in the war or whatever, but they're going to show him in Nam and older and a little bit grizzled, I think. Um, the one I'm most looking forward to, the only one I'm aware of is Spider-Man. Um showing him as well what he did in the 60s i think he goes off to vietnam as well and there's i think there's gonna be a few like this i'm really interested like i like chip Zdarsky. i don't know the other guy not gonna lie um but from what i can see if this is some of his artwork 
I like it. But I, I, I think it's a nice original concept. And I, if you're a fan of the show or of any of my blogs, you know that I am a bit of a sucker for what-if storylines. So that is right up my street. It says it begins in March, so I'm assuming, because I've not seen any yet, that um, the first issue will probably be out on Wednesday the 27th. Um which is possibly when this podcast has come out. So go and pick one of them up, because um, I think they're going to be brilliant. And a very... <laughs> this was harsh news to hear. So there's rumours up and down. Is is Marvel going to carry on with its TV universe, with Netflix? Um, you know, Netflix cancelling them all, and Disney swallowing it up. And everyone's been saying, well, of course they will. They'd be silly not to, and it's, it's definitely going to happen. But something that definitely felt... Like a cold, uh, a cold reveal, um, to and, and dampening a lot of fires in that department was that Marvel um, and Disney have been actively selling the TV Netflix merch on all kind of social media as an auction, so you can buy Daredevil's mask, uh, Iron Fist's mask, um, Luke Cage's hoodie, nothing of Jessica Jones's for some reason I don't know why, um, but yeah, it just came up like yep, yeah, you were selling all the stuff, all the gear which a lot of people have interpreted as a very cold way of saying, yep, fuck it, we're not doing anything with this, we don't need it, they're gone. But, confusingly enough, Drew Goddard, who was the showrunner, I believe, or in some way heavily involved in all of them, has been picked up by Disney to carry on on a TV-based project. So there is rumour that it is still going to happen with the same actors, Um, but this definitely felt like... I mean, <laughs> when Chris Chris messaged me this, this reminded me of when my my dad was giving me a lift to work one day, and when I was about sixteen, um, and just turned to me in the car and just said, "Ah, oh, shame about Tina." Now Tina's the family dog, and I just turned to him, "What?" Went, well, you know, having to be put down last night. I didn't fucking know. I've been out. I've been out. I've been out. Having a, I don't know if I was drinking or gigging or something, but I've been out. So I come home. I'm going, you go straight to bed. Get up. Dad's giving me a lift home. And the way I found out that my fucking dog has been put down is Dad just turns to me quite quietly and calmly going, oh, shame about Tina, eh? And then he was, no sooner have I all of a sudden realised what he's just said and what I'm dealing with that Dad goes, oh, right. Well, here you are. And just drops me off at work and leaves me. This dog was in my life for like 15 fucking years and I'm just then left outside work like a shell of a man that my dog is dead and I'm going into work and I'm going, I think my, I think my dog, I think my dog's dead. My dog's dead. But he says it's dead and he, he jokes, but this is a very bad joke if he has. And yeah, she was fucking dead. Thanks, Dad. I'll always remember that. Anyway, that's how that felt with Marvel. Just sort of go, oh, they're all dead. Right. Thanks for that, Marvel. Great. Anyway, that was the news. Very quick, very short. Nothing really much to talk about other than go and buy that comic, go celebrate Batman, and uh, petition your local uh, councillor to bring back Daredevil. So, this has come out quite a bit late than I would want to. I'm normally quite on on it with my comics, um, even making fun of Chris, of Chris's comics, for having a stack, a pile that he always has to... Uh, dig into but I have myself developed what one may call piles Um, and if you know I don't think there's anything wrong with saying I've got piles I can't see anything that may be taken any other way but yeah I have in the comic world piles and it's developed because I'm just fucking busy man I'm just I'm gigging a lot with you've heard Dan Bibby and Aesthetic Knobs um, appear on our Star Wars prequels podcasts they've been on uh, I've been gigging a lot with them um, me and Gaz have been prepping and going to see lots of films that have been coming out. We've done a few more film reviews, and uh, I think we realise and we've got, you know, you've got Shazam, Hellboy, uh, Endgame, all coming out in like the next two, three weeks. So that's there's going to be more of that. I haven't had a chance. I've got videos waiting to be uploaded, man, that I've not even edited yet, including uh, one that I did of a Halloween uh, documentary, which Chris will be pleased to know I've reviewed. Um, that yeah, I, I I really wanted to come out a lot earlier than fucking March or April, but yeah, I've just been busy and I'm definitely going to be more on it. I've I've got a week off now. I'm going to catch up on a lot of shit, and this is probably going to be a podcast that comes out 
followed by another one of these in maybe two weeks because I'll just catch up on all of fucking March as well and just get that done with. So without any further ado, let us get in to my comics of February in no particular order, my top five comics of February. Um, so like I said, no particular order. So I'm going to start with uh, Daredevil number two. So Daredevil is by, again, Chip Zdarsky, mentioned before, and uh, it's got oh, fucking... Oh, the, the names are so hard to pronounce. If you've been on, if you've listened to my show, you know that I, I do struggle. Um, by Ch- Chiquetto. I'm going to assume it's pronounced Chiquetto and Go. Um, this has been great because I'm I'm getting real, like, real Dark Knight vibes off of this Daredevil. I've not, and I've not had that in a while. I've, I mean, I've, I've perused over some Daredevils and they've always, in the past few years, and they've always seemed quite light, like in the way he's drawn and the way he's depicted. Nothing wrong with that, but especially considering the show's so dark, I really like my Daredevil to be, you know, he's a man without fear. So without fear, he is fear. And it should, it should be kind of like, not grim, but, there should be something about a man who, as it brilliantly reminds us all, he he doesn't kill, and he beats people up in the most you know kind of like what seem like very violent ways. But he's so in tune with the human body um, that he knows how to like punch someone extremely hard in the head, but where to punch them exactly without killing them, without giving them an aneurysm that later on develops in life. He's he's as he puts it, he's. Um, you know he's forgiving in his fights, but this has been great. You've got Fist coming in, a uh, new detective called uh, Cole North, um, and I've just really enjoyed the slow build up here. That at, we're 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 very similar to what I imagine uh, Batman. Uh, what the fuck, Batman Damned was going to go for. Uh, if you want to believe there's some industrial espionage been done, maybe there has. But Batman Damned, until it's been kind of halted and we don't know what's going on with it, um, was about the Joker's dead and people think someone's done it, maybe even Batman, and he's got to prove that the Joker's not dead and that he's you know innocent. But here we have Daredevil trying to prove that he hasn't just killed a random criminal um, and struggling because so far as we're getting through this comic, there is his suspicions aren't really leading anywhere uh, the artwork is gorgeous by the way in this i love how daredevil is drawn like he's to, he's got the what in the last run that i read actually that was dark and he had the nice black suit on i thought he suited the black suit really made him again this kind of like man of the shadows um grim creature uh, that came out and you should fear I always did think the red was maybe a bit too bright and vibrant, but it depends on the red. And they've chosen like some real blood red on him, and then the city itself is uh, of fucking Hell's Kitchen seems more alive than in previous comics. And yeah, I'm just really digging Daredevil. I think a lot of people are as well. Um, the way each one has ended is a bit of like like the fucking show, a bit of a cliffhanger. Um, I kind of think I know what's going to happen. At the end of uh, in the beginning of number three, that's another good thing about this uh, podcast, ladies and gentlemen. No spoilers. I will not talk spoilers. Um, I do think I know what's going to happen. I think it's a it's a wet lettuce of a, an ending. But I actually hope they commit to the ending of this one and it goes a bit further because it'd be so easy to just go. And that was just how we ended that next scene. It's 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 okay. It's fine. But yeah, the the dialogue's great. Fisk is menacing. You don't. I still don't know really what's going on, which is always a good point in when by the second or third comic, if you're still very unsure uh, what's going on. And I'm l- loving both the artwork and the dialogue in this. And Daredevil to me feels like it's not been cancelled on Netflix. Um, in fact, it f- very much feels like it is going on right now. So well done, Star uh, Chip Zdarsky and everyone. I am loving Daredevil and cannot wait for number three. Uh, next on the list uh, is Hit Girl. Uh, now, it's, 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 people have been calling it Hit Girl in Hollywood. Um, I've had some heard some people call it Hit Girl Season 2. Um, I'm just going to call it Hit Girl because it, it, it's, it's Hit Girl. And this has been written by Kevin Smith with artist uh, Penny Urum. I assume that's how you pronounce it. Um, and it's... In fact, you know what? When you open it, it even says Hit Girl, the golden rage of Hollywood. So that should, that's... That's what its name is, isn't it? 
Because it even says part one, the silent era. So that isn't the name of just his comic. That's the name of the series. Silent era is, is his comic. So why are people calling it season two? That doesn't even make any freaking sense because it's like the, th- the third or fourth run they've done of this now with new writers. Anyway, I digress. Um, yeah, the golden rage of Hollywood, the silent era, and yet perfect name for this comic because there is little to no dialogue whatsoever in this. The uh, the artwork is beautiful. This is like this uh, Peniel Orem and the colorist Sonny Go. Um, oh, I wonder if that's the same Go that was on Daredevil. I mean, it's very different artwork, but um, it's it's gorgeous. It's like the the most violent Disney uh, comic book you'll ever read. That's the only way I can describe it. Like, there's like flying stars going into people's crotches, heads being flung off. There's a school shooting, essentially, uh, as well, and it's all kind of done, kind of not in light spirits, but you know. I, I I do wonder about it really. I I I was a little did think that the school uh, shooting was obviously in poor taste because she's kind of it's there's no dialogue said and no one seems to show any real remorse or what's the word for it any kind of repercussions from there being a fucking school shooting. But everyone does die brutally who tries to commit the school shooting. So I, I guess I guess that balances out. But, yeah. Um, and all that happens is Kevin Smith, who is writing this, he has basically adapted his screenplay from uh, Jane Silent Bob Strike Back to Hit Girl, and Hit Girl has found out there's going to be a movie made about her. So, decides to uh, go and stop this movie being made about her. Um, and that's all we know. That's all we know, because there is no dialogue. Um, I think it's beautifully drawn. I think it's... I like the idea that if it's called the silent era, it's going to use each era of film and adapt that into being the tone of the comic. So I'm really excited to pick up the next one. Like I said, it's the artwork really stood out for me on this. I can't say anything more than that, because no freaking dialogue, nothing to talk about, and not too much to know about the story. Um, but with Kevin Smith behind it, I am quite confident I am a big Kevin Smith fan. I wear my baseball cap backwards like a man who shops at the Gap, and that's what people who listen to and watch Kevin Smith do. And yeah, I respect the man and have total trust in this project and every project he does. So yeah, pick up Hit Girl Season (laughs) 2. It's fucking called Hit Girl, The Golden Rage of Hollywood. What's so hard about that? Jesus Christ. Anyway... So yeah, in no I said these were in no particular order, and um, f- people who have listened to previous shows know that it's normally a mixed bag of publishers. Um, but D- I feel like DC have let me let me down recently. I don't know. I just there's nothing wrong, but these are better. Is the only way I can put it. The one the comics I'm going to talk about got me excited and and made me tingle, and you know got my hair standing on end. Whereas the like, Shazam, I've been enjoying, but then in this one, it was just, like, stuff happened, and it was good, but, meh. Um, what else did I read? I finished Old Lady Harley. Nice ending. Uh, some new characters emerged. But, meh. Yeah, just kind of, uh, yeah, it was, co- it was good. But, nothing legendary. Um, what else did I read that is DC-related? Oh, um... Oh, God, I read something else as well. Uh, Heroes in Crisis, which I think they've changed the artist on this on this last issue, number six. And I, I, The art was putting me off and throwing me off. And um, while it was a good issue, an interesting read, I'm get, it's getting to that point now where, you know before when I said I like it when I don't know anything a few issues in? I like that. I like not knowing anything a few issues in. But I need something when we're like halfway through. And it still isn't really giving up much of the ghost. And that can turn from being um, ambiguous and speculative to just pure annoying. So, yeah, Heroes in Crisis, very, very good. But the artwork was a little weird and I still don't know really how I feel about that. So the next three are going to be Marvel. So uh, Next one, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Uh Guardians of the Galaxy, number one, fucking ruled. That was like 
that just came out of nowhere and just shot me in the face. Like I had no idea what was going to happen with that. Um, very, it's, it's. I like this so much that I really want to go back and catch up on Guardians. I've got a couple of trades, and I never really carried on from the trades, even though I enjoyed them. Uh, and I mean, the, I mean, the only characters in it are Peter Quill and, and Groot. There's no Rocket Raccoon who I freaking love. There's no Drax. There's no Gamora, and uh, that does not matter. And that's a sign of a good comic. Um, or a good story, even. I, 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 I love that. Every character in this is just, is just the perfect version of themselves. I, I love uh, little Kitty Pride shows up. Uh, Hella sh- has shown up. Um, the collector is in here as well. I'm getting to be a major, major fan of Cosmic Ghost Rider, even though I did at first disparage him as just being, you know, just a product meant for an ending, meant for a story. I am really enjoying him. And he is coming to his own here. Base Ray Bill is also fantastic. I, I don't know, man. There's just something like... Because, in all honesty, in this comic, nothing actually happens, really. Um, one crew member leaves to go to another ship. That is all that happens in this one issue, right? But it's... All the dialogue, all the characters are interesting. The back and forth is interesting. The what is going, what if, you know, the the elephant in the room of Thanos's uh, summoning is is still up there in the air, and I don't know, it's just gripping. And I I love the cosmicness. I love the the spacey way you see, kind of like Doctor Who madness of it all. So yeah, I mean, I I don't know. Any, I can't think of anything bad to say about it. The artwork is great as well because it's bad. So it's Donny Cates is writing this. Uh, Jeff Shaw, I think, is doing the art. Yeah, Jeff Shaw is doing the art as well. And Jeff is drawing everyone brilliantly. I especially like the Mohawk. Um, the Mohawk on Groot really works for me. And I love how everyone kind of has their own... Like, he's drawn everyone true to how they are, not like his version. So I really feel like Hella looks like how Hella currently kind of has looked in the recent Thor comics. Um, but then he's definitely drawn uh, the Collector exactly how he would want it, him to be drawn, very similar to how he is in the movie. Pete, look, Pete looks like shit, but he's meant to look like shit. Um, I, I don't know, man. It just really feels like a genuine Guardians of the Galaxy comic post-Guardians of the Galaxy film. I, again, I feel like in the we're, while we're waiting for bloody Guardians of the Galaxy 3 to finally come back. This is definitely filling a little Guardian hole. Uh, so yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy number 2. Go and pick up the Guardians of the Galaxy number 1 and get on this by Donny Cates. It is it is great. Um, let me now... Down to the final two. Um, I maybe should have separated these a bit, but fuck it. Miles Morales Spider-Man number 2. Uh, well, sorry, my number two comic uh, of the two I have left. So, Miles Morales, I'll say that again, Jesus Christ. How confusing is this already? <sighs> Miles Morales, Spider-Man, issue three. There we go. Um, this is a story being quickly wrapped up, which I, I've i said this before. I, I don't... Sorry, the uh, something just dropped off of the microphone. Oh, God. Hold on. So, oh, no, we're not doing this now. You're quite happy for some time. Jesus Christ. Hold on. Oh my God. See, this is what I was talking about. I'm decorate. Oh, get away from there. Get away from her, you bitch. I might just have to hold this. Like I said, this is the most punk rock way I could fucking do it. Um, what was I about to say then? Oh yeah, so I've always felt like some storylines are rushed. Um... Like, in six issues, I've always felt, come on, you can stretch it out to 12. Like, the Umbrella Academy at the moment is really stressing me out. It needs to be longer. I really feel like he's trying to squeeze a massive story into such a short period of time. I know he could get the... He could he could afford to te- to get this out in more issues, but he, for some reason, he's, he's doing... Gerard, Gerard's just doing it however he wants to do it, which, that's fine, but it's it's almost too much for me. Um, but this Miles Morales story is only, has only been three issues long. And it's worked. Oh my. God damn it. Either. Oh god, hold on. 
And we're back. I have no idea what that was about. Sorry. <laughs> My God. The microphone literally just moved forward of its own accord and just decided to lemming itself into the sound uh, board. Um, I think everything sounds fine as far as I can tell. But yeah, I have no idea why that happened. Sorry. Jesus Christ. You know what? I'm, gonna, I'm not going to do it like this anymore. I'm not going to do it like punk rock. Fuck punk rock. Punk rock can go shove it up. Shove itself up its own ass. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it very much new wave and have it all set out with suits and desks and nice and clean. Anyway, where was I? Um, three issues. That's it. It's 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 wrapped itself up in three issues. This story and it's been perfect. I, I it's it it did only need three issues I'd, and I it it's possibly gonna go on a little longer. Like it's it's obviously not completely wrapped up. There's something in the air. I think, but. It's it's been great, and I can't wait wait for it to carry on. Um, Saladin Ahmed has wrote a very very good short story. Essentially, no need to flesh it out over six. Uh, no need to have it longer than three. It was it was perfect. Um, a lot of team dynamics and uh, pairing up, which I I did not see. I mean, I mean, on the cover you can see. It's Cap, uh, the the Captain in America with Rhino and Miles Morales, Spider Man, three people I would genuinely not put together, um, and they've all worked together really well and gelled really well. And the art by uh, Javier Garon uh, is beautiful. Oh, I love it. I, it's it's my kind of like I, I don't know how to describe it as being it's cartoony but detailed cartoony. Like it's like realistic caricatures i don't know how to the the expressions on everyone's faces are so clear especially for you know a guy whose face is covered completely in a spider-man mask it is it's perfect i i I love it i love like um captain america's grimacing face when he like realizes the severity of the situation uh rhino you know trying to look as you know, this great big raging beast, but also he can look dead, shocked and sensitive in some of the moments. The, uh, but the art, the action scenes are, are bloody beautiful as well. You can see everything that's going on. Uh, the paneling works really well. Um, I, I mean, I, I don't know, man. There's just uh, there's just something really good about this story. I love I love the jokes. I love the back and forth. I like the introduce, uh, introduction of this uh, new character called the Snatcher. Um, he's bloody brilliant as well. And the, he, I mean, he, he takes on Cap and Rhino very well. You know, and he, he has like, he has uh, every trick up his sleeve. He's not afraid to play dirty at all. I, I really enjoyed this comic and I cannot wait for any more. Miles Morales Spider-Man is not just some random spin-off of Comics Gate as people would have him and Kamala Khan and others wish they were. These are genuinely good characters and I really do enjoy reading them. Um, So the... Oh, God. Sorry, I'm still just like... My head is up my arse from just that microphone just coming in and taking out that... uh, taken out more or less all of my fucking soundboard jesus christ um and finally favorite comic <clears throat> well not my favorite comic my final comic but it i m- might have just saved the best till last is uh the amazing spider-man hunted 16 point hu now i fucking hate spin-offs i didn't realize till i was paying for this at the till that it was a spin-off and i saw the dot hu i was like oh shit Spider-Man's been naughty again, doing spin-offs, and I don't. I mean, Chris always used to bitch about this. Like, Spider-Man's one of the most annoying to pick up. Peter Parker's run because there's about always fifteen things going on, um, and you don't always need to read them either. Which I, that's a double, you know, that's a double-barreled, double-barreled. Damn, like Gaz mixing his stuff up now. That's a double-edged sword. You know, if you needed to read them, you'd be complaining you needed to read them. But I'd already paid for it. I took it home. It had Black Cat on the cover. I am a sucker for Black Cat. And Nick Spencer did write this as well, uh, with Ivan Coelho as the artist. And I fucking loved it. It's a Black Cat story, essentially. And it picks up on where... Because I did think it did wrap up pretty quickly 
which I, I can get why comics do this, but the whole Spider-Man, uh, Black Cat feud that's been going on since uh, Superior Spider-Man, uh, well, maybe even before that, um, has gone on for that long. It's finally quelled in one of Nick Spencer's last issues. And it, it wasn't like it was quelled in just a page. It took a few pages, but it did seem to summate really nice and wrapping a bow. And this is showing, actually, there is no bow. Um, there's some trauma still left from realising the truth of what's happened to her situation. And it's really fucking up and fucking up with her mind. And she's easily, you know, subjected to falling back into old ways of turning to crime. And I honestly, I really enjoyed reading this and seeing into her mind and seeing that actually she's really troubled and she's gone through a lot of shit and all she ever does is try and do the right thing but she's also got to do the right thing by by her because if she doesn't then you know if she doesn't do the right thing by her then she'll just end up a, a victim which she never wants to be the victim uh, I mean you know and she puts up a massive fight and oh I don't know there's just something about Black Cat's I don't know what's the word I'm looking for. Her indomitable sense, I, I guess, of just like of of just trying to keep going and get through this shit. And at the same time, she's she's saying fuck the world, but she's also she's not saying fuck the world to everyone. She wishes she could say fuck the world to everyone, but she can't. She just it's a specific parties and it really tied in well. And I'm really glad it came out. I don't feel like this is a random spin-off. I felt like it was. You got a look into the current Hunted storyline a bit better from another point of view, why Taskmaster and Black Ants have somehow got into it. Um, and I just... Yeah, I, 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 I was totally shocked by this. And I I really liked it as a Black Cat story. I don't know how I'd feel about a Black Cat comic coming out now. But I feel like if it did, I'd want Nick Spencer to write it because he wrote her so so well and made it more than she's just a girl trying to get over a boyfriend she made it like she is it was it's so much more than that she had much stronger feelings than that and what's happened to her isn't just like a normal breakup it's fucked up is what's happened to her and she's been fucked up before and then it's how she deals with it oh i just loved it i just loved it man can't get over it spencer i fucking love you as a writer whatever you do i really love what you do um that was all the comics um now yeah so i think the only thing to left to talk about is um well there was one thing there was one thing i wanted to talk about i was going to talk about it if it brought it if it came up in its sense if it if it, if it just happens to come up um and i was about to talk about i was about to talk about my trade of the month but fuck it so something happened um, this week on the Talk Nerdy Instagram site. So I normally once a week post a cosplay of the month, uh, of the week, sorry, cosplay of the week. And I normally, in order to do this, I, I normally try and find about 10, I'll be honest, I find 10 cosplays that I've found that week I liked. I don't go for, uh, I won't do boring cosplay. I won't do lingerie cosplay, nothing like that. I try to find real arty homemade where they've been sculpting and foaming and working really hard on the cosplays you know where it's actually a fucking art to do i find 10 of them that i'd like that i've been posted in the past week or so i then message those 10 people saying can i make you my cosplay of the week on the site if you do want to do that uh you can also answer some questions and i'll do a full page thing on you and what normally happens is out of that 10 people 50 percent don't reply at all um, which is fine. People can be busy. People can have shit going on in their lives. I just played a gig where the headline act had to pull out last minute because uh, one of the lead singer's uh, grandma, something happened to her. You know, shit happens. That's fine. The other 50% reply saying yes. So positively. And then what normally happens is that the ones replying saying yeah, they all reply saying yes, yeah, send the questions over. I'll be honest, about 90% of them never send the questions back filled in so i then will get maybe one uh fill it in uh sometimes they don't fill it all in which is really another weird thing i don't understand uh and that's a little bugbear in of itself when i think about it when i'm 
I'm saying, hey, I'll do a full page spread on you, completely free, no no strings attached. It's just going to be on my site. So I, the only thing I get out of it is a few hits on my site, but I'm not making any money off of this. You know, just it might open up some more people to seeing, knowing that my site exists, but you're getting a full page spread out of it. And to not reply, uh, not like do the questions or fill it out properly seems like a bit, I don't know, a bit lazy or I don't know. It's it's a little bugbear, but again, I always go whatever. They might have something going on in their lives, or they might think I'm trying to trick them and get them to give me give them money. So fuck it, it doesn't matter. Um, and that's how it normally goes. However, this week I've been so busy. Like I said at the start of the podcast, things have been quite hectic, and I realised that I I had hadn't sent as many offers as I normally do. I had zero replies, um, but then it just so happens. Instagram suggested, like, because it knows what I look for, it just went, oh, look at this. Um, and this cosplayer appeared, and he was cosplaying as someone from a game. Um, I wouldn't say who or what. Um, and I went, oh, that's that's fucking great. That looks really good. That's dead original. I've not seen that done before. Fuck it. Yeah, that's going to be my cosplay of the week. It's not, But this is Monday morning. It needs to be posted by 9 o'clock. It's already, like, half, half 7 in the morning. Fuck it. I'll just post it. Fuck it. Um, I even checked his photographs were watermarked. So I was like, perfect. If I just use these photographs as well, it credits him and the photographs because they've got the watermarks on. Great. Posted it. Um, get people liking it, stuff like that. And about an hour later, um, I don't know if I can even... Can I get this up now so I can see what was sent to me? Um, because an hour later, I was genuinely like shocked and taken aback to um to see i don't know if i can even look at it any find a way to look at it but yeah i was shocked to see that he had genuinely he requested um he put thank you uh, but he didn't ask mine or the photographer's permission to put this photograph up so can you please take it down try put for Okay, maybe he's he's got the wrong end of the stick. Which I am. By the way, I'm. I'm no point in the story. Am I saying I'm in the right? I did not ask him permission to upload it. That is completely true, and I've said that from the beginning. Um, but then, as I just wrote back to him, I even said I can take this down if you want. However, bear in mind I'm making no money off of it. I'm just trying to show and show showcase your talents, the art of cosplay's talents. You know rather than get all watered down. And your watermarks are on the photos, so you are credited. You know, I'm not I've not I'm not claiming these photos are mine. It's clearly yours. But if you want, I'll take it down. And then I think I, I did add maybe it was a bit bitchy of me, but fuck it. I had I added something like, I don't know how you expect your photos to sp- um to spread around if people can't repost them like this. And he just put, it's just common courtesy to ask. So just take them down. So I did. Took them down off everything. Just took them down. Fine. Not a problem. Now, the more I've sat on it, the more this has boiled my fucking blood. Because how fucking ungrateful or conceited and entitled do you have to be where... You will, you will. He's cutting off his nose to spite his face here. It's, it, there's, there's. What did he gain from that? What did he possibly gain from that? He didn't have, he didn't have many followers. It wasn't like I picked a photo from someone who had like thousands and thousands. He had about fifteen hundred followers, right? So before you go, oh, because you know he's got maybe got an agent or whatever. He even said himself on his message, uh, message, he went, I don't make any money from it either. That's it. He put, I don't make any money from it either. Take it fucking down. But here's the thing, right? I've, 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 I, I get I didn't ask, but I'm making no money. I'm not claiming them mine. You're posting them on a, quite a public network. I have looked and people have said on Instagram, you should ask permission. That's, that's, again, that's fine. However, what I'm posting is a photo of him dressed as a character that he himself has not designed. He has not created this character. He has not designed this character. He has himself, without the permission of the game company, without the permission of the the creative team of this character, made his dress himself as that character and 
posted it about everywhere with another photographer to to say, hey, look at me, look at what I've done, look at my work. Has he asked their permission? No, but it's just like fair usage and they're not going to come after him. They're, they're going to appreciate, oh, look, that gets our, the brand of our game out. You know, no, no one is suing a guy dressed as Mario at a party because he's dressed like Mario at a party. It, it just spreads the word of Mario. It just spreads the word of this, this character, Sonic, whatever the fuck you want, Solid Snake. So that was my first, that's my first thing. That's fucking hypocritical because I'm just doing the, I'm doing the same. I'm going, this isn't my work. Look at this. That's what he's saying, except his is a bit more. He's going, this isn't my creation, but look at this. Second of all, he immediately assumed, because he, as far as I can tell, he wasn't the photographer. The photographer was someone else. If I was a photographer, I'd be fucking fuming at him because I've left his watermarks on. I'm advertising his fucking work for free. Look at this guy's photography. This is how you can reach him. This is what he's called. This is how good the photo photography is done of of this cosplayer. Are you a cosplayer? You should. Well, you are. If you are, you're probably looking at this because I've used the right hashtags and I, I've put it on this site. And he's just gone. No, I I don't want that up there. You haven't asked. For, I I honestly I know um I know at least three photographers. Two are very professional photographers as well. Like it's their living, and I genuinely think they wouldn't be pissed off if their work had been used in that way. If it had just been reposted as an appreciation, not it wasn't reposted to advertise to make any revenue for me to claim it was mine. But how fucking ungrateful do you have to fucking be to think that? I mean, and and how far do you think you're going to get in this business? It just reminds me when there was a you it's no different than I used to play loads of gigs and there was a rapper called Kofi K O F I, and he was going to be big. Everyone predicted he was actually going to be big. He was making some noise on the scene as they would as the hip kids said back then but his biggest problem was his ego his ego made him believe he was so big and already like entitled to stuff and what really sent his career as it were downward was no one wanted to listen to him when he heard that this kid after a show had asked him for an autograph um and he demanded 20 pound for it fuck you Fuck you! That is that you don't get to do that, and fuck and fuck this guy. Honestly, like I'm not gonna say who they were. I've deleted everything. You can't see who it was, but seriously, like, get out of that game. Why you you should not be in this game at all if you're not a fan. But the the funny thing is, later that day, I saw someone else posting photos of him, but he wasn't posing. So he had been at a comic con. And someone had gone, oh, look at that guy, and took a photo and was posting it about. Dude, you're going to get out there somewhere. You're going to dress, if you're going to dress like a giant fucking character from a, a car, uh, from a, a game, people are going to notice you. And if you're going to put yourself out there as if and you want to be noticed, you can't pick how you're noticed, I'm sorry. And I'm really sorry that you got up in arms about, oh, I, I'm not, by the way, I've again, I'm not saying I was right to repost him. Uh, to I was right. To, I I have the right to do that. What I am saying is, he his attitude stinks. That's all I'm saying. Like I that's why I took them down. Didn't argue with him. I took them down. But that is a fucked up attitude to have. Oh God. Sorry, I just had to get that out of me. It's been boiling my fucking blood. Oh, and I'll tell you what else boiled my blood was um I read Green Lantern, Earth One, um. And that just did not do anything for me whatsoever. That was my thing. Green Lantern, Earth One, uh, last month. Uh, I I don't know why I expected so much of it, because in a weird way, I, I Batman Earth One was good. It wasn't amazing. It was, gr- it was borderline great, but it was definitely good. I wasn't blown away by it. And I haven't read my Wonder Woman Earth 1 yet, but I had real high hopes for um, Green Lantern Earth 1. I don't know why I just had these real high hopes for it. Um, I mean, I don't really know much about Gabriel Harbin's work. Uh, I think he worked with Karina Becco. Um, the art- Gabriel Harbin was the artist as well. So normally when artists are also the writers and they've got the full creative control, their vision can be complete for all to see. And... It, that was the thing. I just didn't see the vision. It just seemed to... 
meander pointlessly. It was so annoying that he didn't have his powers. And he's trying to figure it out. Uh, it, it, you know, there's there's times when I'm trying to think of an example when a character not knowing their powers and then getting them isn't annoying. It's more fun to see it happen. I think, like my the best example is that I can think of that works for me is in uh, the Incredibles. In the Incredibles, the kids are kind of encouraged not to use their powers. Um, they know they have them, but they're encouraged not to use them. Um, but and when is it Flash? Is that the name of the kid? The kid Flash, um, when he runs onto um, the water, he doesn't know he could do it, and he looks down, and he's shocked, and then he smiles and is like, "Oh fuck yeah!" and goes for it. That bit always gets me right in the feels. I love that. I absolutely love seeing that. This it was so like dismal in its approach of him trying. It was like, "Oh, we'll never. We don't. We don't know how this works. How this ring works or its powers." And we never will. And we're going to try and... And everyone going, no, you'll never find out. No, you'll never find out. And I just kept thinking, please fucking find out. Because either you're definitely going to find out and all this has been like a, a, a wet lettuce of, a, you know, a, just something to... We all knew was going to happen. Or if he doesn't find out, I'll be severely pissed off. I, I, I don't know. It just... It didn't really seem to go anywhere. I didn't like any of the twists and turns to talk. It just... it. It tried to make it like a road trip kind of comic, and I just didn't really enjoy the trip or the people I was on the trip with. I mean, bloody, what's his name? Um, Hal Jordan in this is a depressing prick. I hated Hal Jordan. And he's meant to be like this quippy, fun-loving guy. He was just a prick. A loner, a loner who didn't want to be there, didn't want to be part of anything. And that's great if you're into that, but I just I wasn't into this. I'm not saying it's a bad comic. I just did not connect with this character and this story and the way it was written. I pictured Earth One Green Lantern to be something much more exciting, kind of on the realm of I don't know. If you're gonna put someone like discovering something in an Iron Man kind of way, maybe. Iron Man first film. A guy put in a really awkward position. Um kind of finds this ring and then uses it to get out and then tries to discover the more and more he can do with it. Whereas in this, I just felt like the ring the ring had like no fucking petrol at any point. It was like a guy, he didn't so much discover a, like this, the greatest you know invention of all time, the greatest piece of technology. Instead, he it's like a man who discovered a Nokia, um, like, <laughs> like a man discovering like a Samsung S10, but with no charger. Just like, oh, I've got all this potential and I just can't get anything out of it. I don't know. I just really didn't connect with it at all. I hated all the characters. The drawing was horrible as well. I had to, like, stir. It was like magic eye on some of the fucking panels to try and figure out what the fuck he'd drawn. Um, I, I mean, it, yeah, it, 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 it wasn't without its moments, but I, I definitely think it's a me thing. I would, I would still say people should go out and read it. Uh, if you, especially if you like Green Lantern, if you'd like the Earth One series of books that have come out, I would definitely give it a read. Personally, it just didn't connect with me. I'd give it like a. Do I give Do I give books out of ten or out of five on this? I can't fucking remember. What would well? What would the what would Comic Crypt do? Because we are the world's number one tribute to Comic Crypt. Um, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna give it. Five out of ten cheeseburgers, because that's what Comic Crip would do. Um, that's about it, if I'm honest. I could probably go and talk about other stuff that's happened, but I think I'll save that for the next one. I'm already pretty riled up from talking about that fucking Instagram thing again already, and I can see. I swear to God, this microphone is lo is like looking at me, like it, it wants to punch me. It's gonna move. It's gonna do something weird and random to piss me off in a minute. And now I've got to try and edit out that entire fucking stupid whatever you want to call it debacle of noise that's on there from the microphone hitting the soundboard, hitting the bottom. Um, so yeah. Go to www.talknerdy.uk to read where previous cosplayers have been had no fucking problem talking to me and enjoyed a full one-page uh, interview with them. 
and more with blogs and vlogs because we're a big nerdy community and we should all try and help and support one another in all our uh, adventures and in all what we wish to do. Um, go as well to uh, Nerdcore Underground, go to leolegacy.com to see where I got the inspiration from to do something like this. I don't know if they do keep the old comic crypts on there, but you can certainly listen to what they do now. Uh, big shout out to Field Mouse and uh, Jay Leal. I love you guys. No matter how much you try and rip into me, Jay, I won't bite. I won't stoop that low. Um, just whatever you do with this new business that you're starting, this Disneyland business with um, your new missus, just don't do what you did with the last missus and start just selling socks and toasters or whatever it was um and to also go over to uh chris's comics uh I, does he have a chris actually have a website i've never actually checked because you can just find all of us on uh podomatic uh stitcher itunes has chris got a chris's comics website i'm gonna check this now he might have I bet he's... If he's listening to this in the car, he's probably fucking shouting it at the fucking uh, at the screen. But he, he just doesn't... I just don't see much... I mean, post much, so I don't really... Here we are. I'll go on his Instagram and read what it says. Chris's Comics is a podcast about comic books. Hit the link below to listen on iTunes or go to www.chriscomicspodcast.com and that's Chris's with uh, SS because Chris really does like the SS. Um... That's all from me. Um, I've been JB. This has been an episode of the Undead Comic Crypt. Ah! <laughs> oh, God. It's all it's all melting into one. It's all going to fucking pot. Oh, right. Oh, no, I need to I need to stop this now. It's, I'm, I'm too I'm too burnt out, man. I need to quit the band, quit comics, and I'm just going to, like, grow pumpkins in the fucking fields. With the guitarist from Faith No More, try and grow the biggest pumpkin. Uh, right, yeah. This has been the Undead Comic Cast, the world's number one tribute to Comic Crypt. I've been JB, I've been talking early, and why is it called the Undead Comic Cast? That's because comics never die. <laughs>